It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Nick Verzellini and Colin McLaughlin. We welcome you into this Friday, December 8th edition of the Sports Mix. Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin here on the show, and we're starting the show today with members of the Martinsburg Bulldogs football team after their 10th state championship head coach David Walker, lineman Rashad Reed, quarterback slash safety Murphy Clement joining us in studio today, guys, and congratulations on that 10th state championship. Uh, was just a really good win on Saturday over Princeton 57-13. Yeah, um, you know, thank you. First of all, thank you guys for having us. And um, it was a uh, it was a great day. Weather was nice, and guys played well and came out the way we wanted it to. First question going to be for Murphy, kind of a funny one. You still out of breath from all that running uh, on um, last Saturday, man? Not as much as I am um, tired as as I am from throwing up. Obviously, I. Threw up a few times after after those <laughs> runs, but nah, out of breath, I, I wouldn't say I am, but nah, I'm good. And then for you, Rashad, your first uh, state championship here at Martinsburg, getting that win, how special of a moment was it? It's definitely special. Um, didn't really know how to feel, but um, I was just filled with excitement and happiness, and it's just a great feeling overall. Coach Walk. I'll let you go. Sorry. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, Coach Walker, um, for you, this is your ninth state championship, but it's your first one since you came back. Usually, you know, you talk to coaches and players at higher levels that talk about uh, winning, you know, that first one's always the most special. Does this one have a different place with it being the first one since you came back? And uh, how, how did you, I guess, evaluate those when you, when you think about all the ones you've won? Uh, I mean, they're all special in their right. own way. So I, I don't know that this one is um, – it, it's different just because I was three years removed. But uh, once – you know, once you go through the process, I, I think it's it's very similar to, to the other ones. I think, you know, you go in with certain expectations in the season. And for me, coming back, trying to get to know the guys and trying to, you know, find find that even ground. And then things just started falling into place. But I think – you know, the big thing is the, these guys were willing to work. They put in the work every day. And uh, it's a great group of young men. And uh, really excited and really excited for those guys. Proud of them. We'll start with uh, Coach Walker and then go down the line from uh, my right to left. What was maybe something during the season or at practice that you guys really knew as the defining moment in your minds to realize that this year's team would be special, go out, have an undefeated year, and win the state championship? I don't know that you was yeah. <laughs> that I thought that. Um, for me, I think the vision was for us to get better every day in, in the jail and, and to be unselfish, to be good people and, and do the things that maybe, you know, you don't talk about and don't maybe have a lot to do with X's and O's. But once we started getting closer to the playoffs, I, I saw our guys really change gears a little bit. And for me, the vision was for it to work out the way that it did. I mean, I had in my mind that, I wanted us to be ranked where we had to go to Huntington. I wanted us to be ranked where we could go down there and play those guys. And, and, and playing Princeton in the championship, you know, I lived in Princeton two years ago, and I know a lot of those people. Things just, it was like a fairy tale, really, for me. Uh, it's kind of like I think I said after the game, it was kind of the thing dreams are made of. Um, 
and I thought about this a few weeks ago, and this really could work out this way. Once we started the postseason, these guys picked it up a notch. Uh, there was a time in the season I thought, eh, I don't know about these guys. You know, they do just enough to get by, and they're in cruise control. We play some local schools. They play, you know, didn't practice well, just didn't play great. But once the postseason started, I saw them shift gears, and uh, I saw the focus that they had, and I felt really good about what we were doing the last four weeks of the season. How about you, Murphy? Um, I'd probably say at the Ohio- game in Ohio, before the game, honestly, it felt like everyone was just in the present moment and like ready for that game, and didn't feel like anyone was like off, like worried about their own thing. It felt like everyone was just like locked in, and and when we played the game, we could tell like everyone wanted it just as bad as the person next to them, and having that and like knowing we could be that team to like get it by no means or by all means, it just it was great to like start the season and know we were able to be that team that we wanted to be and be that team at the end of the season when we need it most in the state championship and that's what we ended up doing so it was great to be able to start the season out and like basically know we have that type of team and be able to play like that with each other in the start of the season and then Rashad and to um to quarterback off what Murphy said um Clarkson they was you know we was told yo these guys are nationally ranked they're good and kind of in the locker room, like Murph was saying, everybody was locked in, everybody was focused, and we went on to field. It was nothing but just fierce competition. Everybody was doing what they were supposed to do, and it was really um, us as a group, both sides of the ball. We was um, we was playing as one, and we continued to do that all season, and I feel like that's what kind of brought it together for making us such a special group. Murphy, for you, you didn't get to play in the state championship game last time you guys were there. You talked about it with Colin uh, before the state championship this year. But just uh, when you look back at your journey at Martinsburg and having that injury that you went through and then not really looking always like yourself last season but then return to your full speed, it seemed like, this year, just how would you, I guess, summarize your career at Martinsburg? Um it's basically just like an up and down process like sometimes days are going to be going better than others and sometimes days are going to be going bad and I I had a year where it was going bad a year and a half where it wasn't going the best and I knew if I like actually worked at it and kept like going up and up and staying consistent I wasn't going to be able to like fall off and like if I stayed consistent I was going to be able to basically be back to where I was or maybe even better and I feel like since I stayed on my craft and stayed like consistent, I was able to continue at the or my my high school career and be able to finish out the season how I wanted to finish out the season my sophomore year with Hudson and them. But being able to finish it out with these guys, it's equally as special. Rashad, talk a little bit about the defensive line. Tremendous season for all of you guys up front. Uh, just looking at the numbers, holding teams to on average 30 rushing yards <laughs> in a game which is absolutely insane to me and to a lot of people around the entire state just talk about I guess how you guys work together to make each other the beasts that you are out on that football field um definitely a special group of linemen I think um every day in practice everybody was competition always and I really honestly got to give a shout out to our scout team because they kind of put us where we needed to be but us as defensive linemen, it was, yo, like, stop playing down. Like, play like it's a game every day. 
don't stop. And I mean, everybody as a group was just competing with each other. Like at one point in the season, me, EJ, and Xerxes was competing to see who could have more sacks in one game. And me and Will at one point were seeing who could have more TFLs, just overall tackles. And it was always just a fierce competition every game and every week. And we everybody just pushed each other to the best that they could be. So for you guys, both seniors, uh, what are some plans for you moving forward with your football careers? Um, honestly, for me, it's still up in the air right now. I, I obviously want to play football in college, but for where I'm planning on going, I would like to stay in-state, maybe probably go to West Virginia, but it's still everything up in the air right now, so I'm not sure as of right now. For the moment, um, I'm committed to Elon. Um, I'm going down on my official visit this weekend, get acquainted with all the guys, and then I'll probably end up committing like officially like next week sometime. But I'm going to play college at Elon. I think it's going to be a great experience, and I just hope that when I go there, they're going to make me the best that I can be. And Coach Walker, for you, uh, with you know these guys and also just the senior class. Uh, how are you trying to help them get to the next level? And I guess uh, what's it like to see, you know, some schools showing more interest in this program? Well, last week they started – we started getting guys coming into school, uh, talking to our players. And what normally happens is, um, especially at the Division two level, all those guys will be coming around. Uh, Division ones are already on a class of 25. Uh, Division two guys now are making it around, so they'll come to the school – and I'll, I'll call these guys out of class and stuff, and they'll talk to them, and they'll fill out the questionnaires. The main thing for me is to make sure that these guys, not only these two, that these two are fine, but to make sure the rest of them are, you know, have registered for the clearinghouse, make sure their transcripts in order, make sure they fill out their FAFSA, make sure that they're, you know, that they get their EFC number, make sure that they do the things they need to do, and so they are eligible to play. And there's a home for everyone. I think it's just finding the right fit, but. The process for a lot of our guys is just now starting. So, as these guys come through and filter through, they'll they'll meet our players. Our players our players will take visits, and then they'll find the best fit for them. What was your guys' uh, I guess favorite moment in the season? If you can grab one of many different things throughout the entire time, I'll let you go first. So I, I gotta say, to be honest, man, that um. I wanted that. I was thinking about it all year. Just I can't wait to play him again. And we went and played him. Everybody balled out, did what they were supposed to. And just that feeling of slapping the other team's hand, knowing we was going to the States, and that we beat the team that took us out last year, just it's just amazing. Couldn't couldn't feel any type of way more about it. It's just the best feeling ever. I was actually thinking about the the same <laughs> game because, yeah. Obviously, losing them last year in the game before the championship, that was it was heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking for the seniors, heartbreaking for the whole entire team. And being able to come out like this year and know like they're just as good and we're just as good, and it's gonna take it's gonna come down to the final minutes. It was just great to be able to basically be back in that situation again and like know that we have to we have to win this and or it's gonna be a repeat of last year and. Our guys knew we didn't want that, and coming into that game, we played basically how we played against um, Clarkson North, and we came out and did what we needed to do in that entire game. Coach Walker, do you have a favorite memory from the season? Last Saturday, winning the state championship. <laughs> uh, I've got a lot of 
great memories. The thing that, that, that you know, coming in, and one thing I stress to these guys is in order for them to be successful as they are, there's no doubt they're as talented, but one thing I harped on all the time was being able to overcome adversity. How are you going to react to adversity? And we're going to be put in situations where we're going to be uncomfortable. So we have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. These guys heard me say that, what, 10,000 times mm-hmm. all year? <laughs> so the fact that they, you know, some, a lot of times people hear you, but they don't listen. So I think they actually listened. And I was just really proud of of, of seeing it all come together at one pinnacle moment at the end of the season. And, you know, to, to win the state championship and to see these guys end their careers the way they did is just a, a special, my favorite moment of, of, of the season. Would you say that that maybe is what makes this group special and allowed them to be champions? Well, I think, you know, that they've always been very successful at everything they've done. So, I mean, I really wasn't surprised about the success that they had. It was just a matter of getting these guys to buy in. Not to be selfish, and it's very easy in society today for guys to get caught up in me, 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 but these guys really put their personal stuff beside them, especially latter parts of the year, and it just allowed themselves to do what they needed to do to, to put the team first, and I think once you get a group of guys that that are talented, but they work hard, they care about each other, and they're selfless, it's a, it's a great formula for success, and these guys were the definition of this, especially the last four weeks of the season. We mentioned uh, both you, Murphy, and Rashad are seniors. What, I guess, with it being the end for you guys on the football field, is some words of advice that you guys are leaving behind for the underclassmen that are remaining on the team? Honestly, um, trust the guys next to you. And during the games, trust that they're going to do their job and you do your job. And if you do your job and you trust them to do their job, they'll get it done. And if they do their job and they, they trust you to do your job, they're going to get done. So if everyone trusts each other, then we should basically click on all cylinders. And that's what we started doing towards the end of the year. And that's what it ended up taking to basically finish out the season how we wanted to. And also to just, I don't know, don't take it like so lightly. Like, or don't, don't dread like the practices and like the tour days and like, Stuff like that, because, like, I was dreading it all summer. I, I was not ready for two days, but, like, honestly, as soon as it was over, it was like, it was like, dang, it was like, that was last time. It was it was just crazy to think about. So, basically, yeah, don't don't dread the, the hard days during practice and during games and stuff like that. Honestly, I got to say, just leave it all on the field, man. Like, when you go onto that field and it's game day every day, just leave everything on that field so that at the end of the day you knew you gave it all you could. 100%, 110% effort, just leave everything you got on that field. Coach, for you, as as the coach moving forward, uh, you know, it, it's going to be tough. You're replacing a lot of talent, but um, still have a lot of good, young, talented guys coming back, and you're able to see some of those guys get into the games <clears throat> at the end and everything. So how do you keep it going from year to year? Well, I, we lose great players every year. And I think once the standard is set so high that the young guys understand that if we're going to, you know, maintain the level of success or get better, this is the work we have to put into it. So the exciting thing for me is trying to develop and find the pieces to the puzzle to put them in the right place. So we'll go to work in January, and our guys will be in the weight room working hard, and we're going to develop those young guys. And guys will step up. And like I say, we've got great players that graduate every year. 
and hopefully we'll we'll continue to have that trend i know uh coach the celebration obviously started saturday after the game carried over to tuesday being in the christmas parade and now it looks like uh, it's been announced that you guys will have a celebration of the 10th state championship next thursday at 6 p.m at the uh high school all are welcome inside the cafeteria just tell us about i guess what all will take place during that yeah we'll have the players lined up like like we've always done in the past and there'll be pictures and autographs and there'll be probably some cookies and punch and cake and stuff probably (laughs) and uh, there'll be plenty of food um i mean the fans parents uh, will be there and kids anybody come in and wants to meet get your picture taken with the guys um there'll be plenty of those opportunities and just a celebration of the season and uh you know kind of an official send-off it's 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 a it's a nice evening nice event anything else nick i don't have anything else all right any final thoughts guys on the uh season not really just um thank you for having us and yeah getting us all out here and getting us on here yes sir congratulations once again guys on that 10th state championship and uh best of luck with your futures thank you sir thank you thank you all that was coach david walker of the martinsburg bulldogs as well as murphy clement and rashad reed this segment brought to you by brown funeral home and cremation robert fields and sons family-owned full-service funeral home that's probably served the area since 1880 as well as parsons ford and martinsburg at 1400 shepherdstown road and online at parsonsford.com they became number one by making you number one first parsons i know all the bulldog fans out there want me to shut up so they can sing along Now, back to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. We welcome you back to the Sports Mix. Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin here on the show today. Colin, we've got high school basketball tonight. Hedgesville taking on Broadford and Christian Academy. And then tomorrow they'll take on IDEA. IDEA. So, should be exciting stuff. Uh, I mean, Broadfording, again, this is a game that Hedgesville should win, you would think. And both of these games, I think, are more tune-ups based on, I think, last year they dominated both of these teams in this tournament. But um, it is also a completely different Hedgesville team. So, I'm excited to see, I guess, what Hedgesville looks like this year. Um, even with it being maybe a weaker opponent, but um, see how they execute. And, you know, this is a, a good opportunity to get a look at some more EPAC teams here early in the year. So exciting stuff uh, with basketball season starting to pick up a little bit. Yeah, I'm excited for uh, getting to see this tip-off tournament for Hedgesville and for those that might be a little bit confused because we originally had the cougar classic scheduled uh we announced earlier this week but for those that weren't tuned in uh we were told that we would not be allowed to cover the cougar classic because another uh entity had the broadcast so we switched over we'll be doing the hedgesville game tonight and tomorrow looking at broadfording christian they're already three and five they've been playing since uh mid-november to start off the season so 
should still be a winnable game for Hedgesville, even though they've lost a lot from last year. I still think they have enough talent and Coach Church getting them ready for this one. Get to see a second team is always nice in the EPAC. We've already seen Musselman. They got that win against the Sharando Warriors. Sloppy offense, very good defense from them. I think it was just really first game nerves maybe on that offensive side. Now we'll get to see if maybe that's the similar situation for Hedgesville or if they're already in midseason four. Yeah, last year, uh, I don't see Broadfording on here last year, but uh, last year Hedgesville beat IDEA um, 89-52. So you you, you figure, again, last year's team was completely different for Hedgesville. I don't know what – their team looks like this year necessarily because it's such a young part of the season and you know haven't really seen them before but you figure based off that you know Hedgesville should be able to start the year 2 and 0 uh but for this young Hedgesville team that you know doesn't bring back a whole lot of experience i think it's important for them to you know get off to a good start i mean Tay Wilmer is their most experienced player he was kind of a six man type for them last year he comes back uh, I think Noah Brown could do some good things for them as a you know, kid that we've seen in baseball do a lot of good things, but was injured for basketball season last year. Um, so, you know, those two have a little bit of experience on, on the varsity level. Xavier Kirk obviously is a great athlete. We saw what he was able to do on the football field, but really haven't seen it on the basketball court too much, but he dedicated a lot of time to basketball. So that's what, kind of where his passion's at. So I would have high expectations for him this year. Pittsnoggle, of course, uh, has the height, um, has the ability, I think, to do a lot of good things. He, he's a good shooter from what I've seen in JV action, but haven't really seen him do it at the varsity level. So, you know, they're an exciting team. They're a team that I think could go anywhere really in these rankings. Like I talked about yesterday, they're kind of the unknown. They could finish last. They could finish toward the top. You don't really know with Hedgesville this year, so I think I'm intrigued. But, I mean, with that coaching staff and their experience, I think that gives them the edge that they can probably still find a way to keep this team competitive, even with the lack of experience that they have this year. It's just hard to imagine that a Hedgesville team coached by Kelly Church, coached by Coach Ruest, you know, they've had such good success there for so long. It's, it's hard to see them dropping off too much. That's true. I, I completely agree with you on that end. And and looking forward to seeing this team the next two days be because of that. So getting to see them go up against out-of-state competition, too, always helps. It'll just be whether or not that talent level from these teams is a boost to help them out as well. Real quick, too, I have an update on the Cougar Classic, even though we won't be there. Coach Lewis sent me a text that they have some schedule changes. So on Friday today, they will have a JV game at 615 between Jefferson and Pendleton County. That's added to the schedule. And then varsity around 730, they'll play Pendleton. And then they have a new opponent for tomorrow's game. It's just varsity at 4 p.m. Jefferson is taking on Glenelg Country Day, I believe is how you would pronounce that. G-E-L, or G-L-E-N-E-L-G, 
Country Day. So, your guess is as good as mine. Yeah, Glen Elg. Just say Country Day, I guess. Well, there's a lot of Country Days, Colin. That's fair, <laughs> but they're out of Maryland, so uh, that's their opponent tomorrow at 4 p.m. Um, if you're planning on attending the Cougar Classic, there's now a JV game, so that's good, I guess. In, in some ways, they added a JV matchup. Um, get yeah. those younger guys some experience early in the year, and varsity still gets their two games. So, I know around the Eastern Panhandle, you have Muscleman Girls basketball at Cabell Midland today. Uh, the Muscleman good Boys test. team is hosting Hampshire. Uh, Spring Mills Girls is at Trinity Trish, Christian, excuse me, but they are playing Parkersburg today. So a good bit of uh tip-off tournaments getting underway today and carrying into tomorrow as Muscleman uh, girls will then play, I believe, Hurricane tomorrow. Boys will play Bridgeport. So a lot of uh, competitive matchups for different teams around the area to look forward to. Yeah, Coach Potter mentioned it. You know, he wanted to challenge his girls in the state and they certainly have some good matchups this week so we'll see if they're able to pull out some wins continue to get better um and the boys team you know on the musman side they're tuning up with what should be a winnable game against hampshire but you never know and then uh you said what bridgeport tomorrow bridgeport for musman boys yes yeah so that will be probably a solid team and uh Spring Mills girls getting some good action as well. So, I mean, this is the early part of the season, Colin. This is where you get to see, you know, what you can do with your team, how you're going to develop, how do you get better. Uh, that's really the most important things at this point. The wins and losses don't matter too much until you get into conference play, and even then, it doesn't really matter until you get into the postseason. So, you know, I mean, you can continue to get better and better, and then get hot come postseason time and you never know what could happen but obviously you want to show some form of success in the regular season as well let's step aside take another break here on today's edition of the sports mix this segment brought to you by orsini's home store not just an appliance store anymore visit them at 360 ack wilson way or online at orsini's.com You're tuned into the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. We welcome you back to the Sports Mix. Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin here on the program. Colin, Mountaineer basketball in action again this weekend. They're taking on Drexel. Excited? Eh, a little. I, I want to see him be able to bounce back after a very tough loss at home to Pitt. It's always disappointing when you lose to your biggest rival. Can you, hopefully, is the question. Bounce back, though. Drexel, a team that you should be able to beat, but I don't feel like there's that many guaranteed wins for this year's men's basketball team at WVU anymore, so... We'll have to wait and see. Drexel's five and four, two and three on the road. I'm trying to look at uh, 
who they've played and they beat I mean, Villanova. Exactly. They did beat Villanova 57-55 at Villanova. They're coming off a 11-point loss at Princeton. So I don't think they're that bad. No. I, I mean, mean, they're usually pretty solid from what I can remember, but they're not like you know, world beaters or anything, but I think they'll uh give you a good game. At the very least, and I wouldn't be surprised if they went in there and beat WVU. But I think WVU should win the game. Right. Average points per game, they're in the same ballpark. WVU 64, Drexel 64.8. Rebounds, Drexel 40 a game, WVU 38.5. Can you feed Jesse Edwards? Yeah, he should have a big game. He needs to have a big game down low. Slazinski needs to continue to do what he does. And right now, until you get a cook a cook back on his feet, a little bit healthier, back to being used to being on that basketball court, and then Kirk Creasa coming off suspension, which I believe this is his last game. I'm not 100% positive on that, but I think he should be able to play the next game game against UMass. I think it was nine, and this is the ninth game, so he should be able to come back uh, next week against UMass, but... We'll see how things go. That game uh, taking place tomorrow at 4 p.m. So, and hopefully doesn't the really have you know that like go-to scorer really, but they do have a good you know big man in Amari Williams. Averages 12 points, seven rebounds. He's a senior, stands at six foot ten, 265 pounds. So, and he could be a, a tough matchup down there, uh, and he'll certainly provide some defense against Edwards. But they don't have like an elite guard or anything really to to look out for. So that's always something you gotta look at with these uh, smaller mid major schools. You know what are they really bringing to the table, um, and do they have a guy that's just you know averaging like twenty something points per game that can really light it up? They don't really have that. So I would say WVU should be able to compete, should be able to get a win, probably keep it relatively close. I would think, but. Um, I think the Mountaineers win by about 7 to 10 points and and pull it out. I'd like that. Uh, We will not have that game on the air tomorrow. We will have Army-Navy football that starts at uh, 3 p.m. So for those that want to tune into that Mountaineer game, it will be on ESPN+. Very good. So step aside here after our quick segment. Take a another break here on today's edition of the Sports Mix. On the other side of this break, we'll talk about some NFL. The Steelers fall to the Patriots last night. Ravens will play Sunday against the Rams. Look at some other good games around the week 14. So, this segment brought to you by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online, they'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Visit their new website, FordofHagerstown.com. Now, back to the sports mix on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10.
We welcome you back to the Sports Mix. Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin here on the show. Colin, final segment of today's show. We got NFL news to talk about. The Steelers and the Patriots. It ended up being a little bit more exciting than people anticipated. At least the first half. And it's the over hit. Bailey Zappi throws three touchdowns. And the Steelers lose to the New England Patriots 21-18. I believe it was yeah, the final. Yeah, 21-18. Yeah, it was not a good game for Pittsburgh to lose that one. Because that's now back-to-back losses to two-win teams heading into the game in Arizona and New England. So, games that you should have won, at least on paper, and most teams have beat in those teams, you would be a nine-win team at this point looking pretty good in terms of your playoff chances. Now it's not so certain. So they don't deserve playoffs. Yeah, they no, they don't. Bad football team, unfortunately, for Pittsburgh. We were making fun of this game a good bit yesterday because a lot of people were saying that neither offense could score. The over under was thirty and a half points, which the over cashed in at halftime, twenty one ten. Pittsburgh got eight points in the fourth, that being the only points scored in the second half. Mitch Trubisky, man. He stinks. Why is he still the backup there? They've I mean, been saying that for years. Rudolph or sign somebody else. I mean, draft somebody again. Trubisky is garbage in yeah. Pittsburgh. They've never liked him. He's never had confidence there because the fan base has never gotten behind him. And well, the fan base is behind Pickett, and he stinks too. That's fair. That's I that's think a they're fair starting point. to. No, I think they're starting to realize off, that. Maybe it wasn't Matt Canada. Maybe this team's offense is just simply not good. I think it was a combination of two things. They can't I, run I the ball. They can't throw the ball. Yeah, I mean, Sorry. the offense isn't very good. The quarterback play is mediocre at best. They need to figure some things out. I know some people want Mike Tomlin fired. I don't know if they'll do that because the Steelers just don't fire coaches. Like, they've had... No three coaches since 1970 okay so they're they're not gonna probably fire tomlin after one really bad season and it's not even gonna probably be that bad when you look at the final record but but that's what they're tired of yeah i mean i understand that but it's still like tomlin is a super bowl winning coach he's had you know a lot of great success so Yes, they had some years where the they thing. came up short, but I just don't see him this getting fired. This is what fired. I'm seeing going to school up near Pittsburgh. A lot of friends that are Pittsburgh fans, they're tired of it because you just mentioned that Super Bowl. Yeah, I know. Since that last Super Bowl? No, they haven't been as good. They haven't even had basically any playoff wins. They have the same amount of playoff wins as the Pirates in Pittsburgh since that last Super Bowl. No, I mean, I'm I'm with you. Like, it does feel like something needs to change, but also you got to consider, like, Tomlin is regarded by a lot of his players as one of the best coaches in the league. Everybody oh, I, enjoys playing I, I for him. I absolutely agree. He's a fantastic coach. But at so, the same time, you got to see the guy going uphill, not downhill, in a place. And right now it seems like he's going downhill. Yeah, I just don't know if the grass will be greener on the other side. I'd take them. him in Washington. 
Well, yeah, you would, yeah. but I'm just Yeah, saying. I don't know who Pittsburgh would go out and get to boost this team. Exactly. So I, I don't know if he's the whole problem. I think they need to, you know, build a better roster, yes. in particular on, you know, the quarterback position. The offensive line is still you got to give the ball to your stars, too. I mean, well, do they really have these stars that, you know, get hyped got up? got George Pickens. Yeah, Pickens is good, but, like, he hasn't shown it consistently. And, I mean, they don't really have a great quarterback. So. No, they don't. How can they get in the ball? I don't know. but They can't run the ball, too. I, I'm looking at the yeah. game, and your leading rusher was Trubisky mm-hmm. with 30 yards. That's embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, I don't really care. They can continue to stink for all I oh, care. But. Yeah, and you're a Ravens fan. I completely exactly. understand that. But but the fact they still that, beat the Ravens. So. Right. They still <laughs> beat the Ravens, but the fact for them is you had two games at home. Yeah, against bad Cardinals teams. and Patriots, and you lost them both. Yeah, but I mean, really, you look at it, the Steelers aren't that much better. Like, they have a better defense probably than the Cardinals, but that didn't really show up. And they have a, and they, but they, I mean, their quarterback play is not better. Kyler Murray's a better quarterback than any quarterback on the Steelers. Yeah. And I mean, when you look at this week against the Patriots, like, Trubisky is more experienced than Zappy, but they're Zappy not that much. Better. Yeah, Zappy played really well, at least in the first half. I don't know. Like the Patriots aren't that much worse, really. It was what we talked about yesterday. Like this is a seven and five football team versus a two and ten team. They should be heavily favored, but it wasn't that surprising that New England won the game. And I think yeah. that's you know a big sign of a problem. So, and we say Mike Tomlin you know great coach there because he hasn't had a losing record they're seven and six yeah they're at the colts home against the Bengals, at seattle at baltimore yeah that's the way the thing, this team like, is trending right now i don't even know if they're gonna win another game yeah but which a few weeks ago you, to say. you're right because you felt like they would have beat at seven and four they're good they would have beat arizona they would have mm-hmm. beat new england they would have probably beat cincinnati who was the other team you said in there colts colts that could go either way but they probably would have beat them too or at least you would have thought that they could win those games and then maybe seattle baltimore gets a little tough but yeah it doesn't look that great i mean i don't know I don't but really they still see find them finding way. anything. But they do. I don't see them finding it this year, though. I feel like this team is just – the offense stinks. The defense is still serviceable. It's still pretty good. But they just don't have anything on offense at the quarterback position in particular. But also their running game hasn't been there, and that's probably due to the offensive line. So Let's now switch over to another local team, the Baltimore Ravens, the – host the uh la rams at one o'clock yeah this will be a tough game i think la is pretty good this year uh they've gotten better as the season's gone on um but as long as they i think the defense has just been great for the ravens so as long as they're able to you know get some pressure on stafford i think make him uncomfortable maybe turn the ball over a few times i think the ravens do pull this one out but it's, it kind of feels like a trap game. The Rams are, are tough, but the Ravens are coming off of a bye. Um, I think they, I think they'll win it. But I do too. I'm trying to just look at 
the Rams this year, as you said. They've definitely gotten better. Three-game win streak. These two teams do have something in common, though. What's that? Both losses to the Steelers. <laughs> Just to circle back to them. But no, uh, even though, uh, yes, the Rams have looked good as of late, you're at home. Ravens right now looking like one of the best, if not the best team in the AFC. One of the top three, I'd say, in the NFL right now. So I feel like they can go out there. This defense should be able to put enough pressure on Stafford and get this win. Yeah, I think this is kind of a must win for Baltimore because it is going to get even tougher from here on out. So they have the toughest schedule in the league in terms of the final few games here. So they need this one at home. Uh, You're off a bye. You should be pretty healthy, should feel like you had a lot of preparation time for this game. So there's really no excuse for them to go out there and not win it. Uh, I think they're the more talented team overall, but... The Rams do have, you know, some dynamic players that are still on their team. Stafford, obviously, at quarterback. Williams at running back. Uh, Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua at wide receiver. So, you know, that gives you a pretty good offense. And then Aaron Donald, obviously, on defense, still has mm-hmm. a little bit left in the tank. Uh, McVay's a very good coach. So, I think the Ravens do win. Probably a close game. I'll go, like, Ravens 28-21. I could see that happening. Should be a good one. I'll probably tune into that since Washington uh, doesn't play this week. Gives me a week off of disappointment. and <laughs> At the same time, though, happiness that right now, the way things are going with these other bad teams winning and Washington losing, the draft pick just continues to get better. That was something that I was happy with uh, New England winning last night. Yeah, that helps. Now they're at three wins, one more. Washington might be able to jump them. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know if the Patriots have another winnable game on that schedule, but I wish you the best of luck in your pursuit of Caleb Williams, Colin. Or Drink May. Yeah, I don't know who Washington would pick. That's still a thing that is confusing in my mind because we were talking a little bit about it off the air because I saw one projection of uh, them picking... Um, why am I blanking on his name? Daniels from LSU. Yeah, Daniels from LSU. And I'm like, I don't think Washington will go quarterback, whether they should or not. Because in their mind, I feel like they found their guy in Sam Howell. I don't know. I don't think that's necessarily the case with the new ownership. They're clearing house probably with their coach as well. Coach and GM are probably going to be out. So I think if they clear house, those guys are going to have a different opinion. They're going to see what the rest of us see, which is inconsistencies from Sam Howe. I think he's been better than I thought he was going to be, but he's still like kind of struggling. The last few weeks have been pretty concerning for me in terms of them just not putting up a whole lot of points. Yeah, that's fair. So we'll see how he finishes the year, but I, I don't really believe he's the long-term star quarterback development type guy. I think he's a very good backup I think is probably his ceiling. Possibly, you know, a a low-tier, like, transitional starting quarterback. Yeah, I'm still not sure how I feel about him because at times I've seen him be really well, even in losses. For example, that game against the Eagles where he went out and had four touchdown passes, balled out, seemed like he could have been the guy. But now the past three weeks he's had pick sixes in each game and looked 
terrible. It's just you haven't seen a consistent right. thing for him. There's no consistency, so. but then again, he's not the only one. The entire team right. is not consistent. So, but that makes you lean more toward backup than starter. I feel no, like. that's completely fair. Let's take a look. A lot of games this week with playoff implications. I feel like since the week is or the season, excuse me, is kind of in its home stretch here in the month of December. You got Buccaneers Falcons. That one should be. Interesting, even though both teams are pretty bad, but you know, still some yeah, division implications the on the line. Uh, Colts Bengals should be a interesting one. Those teams fighting for wild card. Jags Browns as well. Texans Jets. I'll throw in, even though I think the uh, Texans should be able to take care of the Jets. Uh, Seahawks Forty Niners. Are the Seahawks getting any late push here to? Put them back into the conversation. Bills, Chiefs, uh, Broncos, Chargers, and then Sunday night football, you got Eagles, Cowboys, which you can hear right here on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740 from Westwood One. Yeah, I think this week's a lot better than last week. Last week, those games were just boring games, so hopefully we get some good ones in the 1 p.m. hour. And, and uh, I'm looking forward to the weekend, Colin. I am too. Uh, tonight also kind of regional. Be keeping an eye on it, even though we'll have some high school basketball. The uh, West Virginia Mountaineers men's soccer team in the uh, national semifinal at six o'clock against Clemson tonight on ESPNU. So best of luck to the Mountaineers and shout out to Coach Walker. Murphy, Clement, and Rashad Reed for joining us on the show today as well. For Nick Verzellini, I'm Colin McLaughlin signing off.